Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma, and I'm thrilled to be here with you today. I'm a little bit stuffy. I don't know why. It could be the heat or whatever. And I just feel so, so peaceful. I'm not sure what it's about. There's kind of like this bizarre weight in the room that's holding me on the ground. And I'm okay with that. You know, it's like I've got the fan going. I've got Toulouse here. But my my speech feels slow. It's so bizarre. It is so weird. Oh my goodness. And what a lovely day we have ahead of us. So what um what's going on with you today? I want you to think about what is going on with you today. Where do you have windows open to allow something new to come in? Even if it's a new relationship at work. And not to say it's a, or experience, or, you know, what I was saying, not not to mean it's um like a, a full-blown, like, oh, I'm, you know, going to be best friends with this person or something like that. But an opportunity to to um, know something you didn't know before. What about that? Opportunity to know something new. We have these opportunities all the time, but we shut them down when we run our programs and we stay in old beliefs that hold us back. So by opening ourselves up to new possibilities, we can begin to notice if we have beliefs that are holding us back. And if we have beliefs that hold us back, we can change them. We can bring them to the surface and decide whether or not any or all of it is redeemable or do we just throw it all in the trash and write a new belief about relationships, about our job, about weather, about temperature, about this person or that person, about what you wear, about what you eat. We could write new stories. It's really phenomenal. I have all these different books coming in and they're beautiful. The Pima Chaudron book I told you about yesterday. And then there's this book I ran across. It's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. And it's written by someone named Charlie Macri. And I think it's Macri. It might be McKessie. Let me see if there's another thing inside that says it. I hate to get his name wrong. And maybe there isn't something inside. It just starts right in. Let's just see. Maybe there's something. Here we go. Let me see. Could be a big no. Could be a big no. I don't know. Do they? Oh, here. McKessie. M-A-C-K-E-S-Y. And um, it was originally copied in 2019, so it's new. But it is the most beautiful book, and I'd swear a Buddha wrote it. You know, um, it is amazing, absolutely amazing book. It just, it just really hugged my heart. <laughs> That's how I felt reading it. And I haven't even read it all the way through yet. I've just started in different places and read a handful of pages and started in another place and read a handful of pages. 
And it's almost reminiscent of Winnie the Pooh, except this is just so much more literal. And it's so much just about, about us, like, you know, in a very direct way, where Winnie the Pooh is more indirect. Um, this is just so beautiful. Let me just open it randomly and read you a page. You'll see what I'm saying. Um, is it the moon? Asked the boy. It's a teacup stain, said the mole. And where's the tea? And where there's tea, there's cake. And the next page says, be curious as they look up at the moon. And the next page says, life is difficult, but you are loved. And there's a horse nuzzling the little boy's head. And then on the next page, they're traveling. And you just see a little tiny, a little tiny artwork of that. And then it says, so you know all about me, asked the boy. Yes, said the horse. And you still love me? We all, we love you all the more. And this is just beautiful because so many people are not hearing that they're loved. So many people are thinking everything has to be done just so perfectly. And this is all this backward survival conditioning. It's like, if I tell you I love you, you might think there's something good about you and not fix the things that are bad. If I tell you you did a good job, you may, you may, that may go to your head. If I tell you you're smart, it might go to your head. If I tell you you're beautiful, it might go to your head. Well, guess what? That was yesterday, old school survival mentality. It may have had a purpose. I'm not sure. I'm not buying that. But I don't even have to think about it because I'm not in survival mode. I don't have to rationalize it. I can be here and present and now in this new thriving mode, this new 5D experience where I can call everybody beautiful and I can tell everybody they're doing a beautiful job because I know they are. I know everybody's doing the best they can. And I can appreciate people and I can see the intelligence and beautiful smarts in every human and comment on that. It's like in the thriving modality, we recognize that what what we look upon is the whole. So I can choose to look upon your ignorance or I can choose to look upon your brilliance. And that is the option. So I choose to look upon your beauty. That's what I choose to see. Regardless, right? Regardless. There's so much beauty around us and so much awesomeness. I, it's just we are in this wonderful place, this wonderful opportunity you know, to, uh, to birth something different. Mm. When I say different, I mean different from the um, unremarkable, stale, you know, um, alone creations of being in survival mode. Something different is alive. It's unknown. It's exciting to us when we create it. It's not like a, oh, Got through that, okay. Woo, managed to do that, all right. You know, get it, you know, produce something. No, it's not like that. It's not a labor. It's not efforting. It's not judgment. It's just this amazing dance of co-creative. Imagine if people danced. And the only way the dance was successful is if it was done to perfection. But now imagine dancing with someone and there was the moment that 
you know, your toes got stepped on. There was the moment you almost twirled the wrong way. I mean, there is delight in that. When that's happened to me, I have laughed and laughed and it's made it so much more fun. When it's all perfection, it demands almost like some kind of a efforting in a way, you know, whereas if it's just pure enjoyment, it can be um, bumps along the way. There can be um, almost along the way, almost bumped into that person, almost fell, almost whatever. And these are exciting and fun things. And we laugh about them and we uh, enjoy and we talk about them later. We don't talk about the perfect dance. You know, we don't. It was perfect. What was there to mention? So, I mean, unless you're watching the Olympics or something, but the person who did it isn't going to be reveling over it necessarily, unless it was a first, maybe. So, mm, oh my goodness. So, today, how will you open the door to a new synchronicity? How will you invite that in? How will you know when it happens? How will you be aware? Um, Because I find that it's difficult to be aware if we're inside of programs, if we're looking for things that are wrong around us, if we're we're, um, uh, criticizing ourselves or others. How will we know if um, a synchronicity is slipping by you know, I've seen so many synchronicities and it's funny because um, yesterday a friend of mine reached out to me to ask if I had found this phone cover for him and I had dropped the ball on it because I couldn't understand why I couldn't find it because I had ordered it a year ago and it wasn't there. So I couldn't understand why I couldn't find it. And then um, his nudge gave me like an incentive to jump back in there and see if I could get around this block. And, um, I started with, um, phone cover or covers, covers, and I got a lot of hits, but none of them was his cover for his phone. And then I, um, and then I noticed the case that I bought for myself, it said cover. So I tried cover then, and I tried phone cover, nothing came up. And I was like, Jiminy Christmas. And then I, no, maybe it didn't say cover. Maybe it said case. So I used the word case. And then I decided, I mean, I used phone case. But then I decided, let me just use case. And then it came up. Can you imagine something like so undefined? Now, it probably is made in China. And they probably just did not, um, what is that called? Those words. Anyway, there's a SEO, SEO. Yeah, search engine optimization. They just must not have done that really well for that phone cover. Anyway, so I found it. And it's just like, it happens so effortlessly. Whereas last time I was just perplexed. I in, instead wrote a story about how they had not kept the things in my folder. You know, this is like Amazon, my old orders. I just felt like it wasn't in my old orders. It was so bizarre. So I managed by that method to deduce and find uh, well, I could have just ordered that one again. Alas, it was not currently available. So then I used the um, pictures of it, though, to match another phone cover. So that worked out really well. All done in less than five minutes. 
And the other time I looked, it just felt like I was hitting my head on a wall and I couldn't go anywhere and there was no solution. See, isn't that similar? And then two days ago when my phone froze and I kind of panicked, thinking, oh my gosh, I mean, worst case scenarios kind of flashed through my mind. I didn't linger on them, but they flashed through my mind. And then I thought I had to go to the Apple store. That's always my backup. And then an Apple store would have been kind of an ordeal, like a two hour ordeal. And, um, and so then, I don't know, it popped into my head, look it up on a computer. And, um, it's fun because I think I've told you that when a solution is coming your way, it's coming your way in more than one way. So I remembered it and then I immediately did it. I looked it up on the computer and solved the problem and it was so simple. Oh my God. It was so simple. And then when I left my room, a friend who knew my phone was on a glitch told me he looked it up and he found the solution too. So it was just like, holy cow. So it was coming to me one way or another. I was going to get that fixed um, all by myself in just seconds, right? Super duper amazing. <sighs> I've got my shake and things, things are, things are really lovely, yummy this morning. So I'm going to take a sip of my shake. And while I'm doing that, think about what's yummy and lovely going on for you right now. Just think about it. Mm. It would be so lovely if you would text me your, uh, <laughs> if you would text me what's going on lovely in your life. And just because I'm saying that, I'm going to tell you my number. It's 401-699-6142. But only if you're not driving. So, um, how cool, like, I would love to hear what's going on right in people's lives. And I would love to, to share it even nameless or just with your first name. I'd love to share it in the notes on the podcast. Cause how awesome that we have this way to connect and share. Oh, and you know what? I read something in the Pima Chodron book today that was amazing. And, um, it was, oh, you know what? I'm not going to find it. But what it said was that everything we do on this planet is about learning about ourselves. And, who, you know, like, so meditation is just learning. It's just learning who you are. And that's what all of this is. It's like, it's just, yeah, here it is pointing at my phone of heart. Ah, this is it. Okay, so it says, in my office, there is a scroll with Japanese calligraphy and a painting of a Zen master. Bodhiharma is a fat, grumpy-looking man with bushy eyebrows. He looks as if he has indigestion. The calligraphy reads, pointing directly at your own heart, you find Buddha. Listening to talks about the Dharma, or the teachings of Buddha or practicing meditation is nothing other than studying ourselves. Whether you're eating or working or meditating or listening or talking, the reason that we're here in this world at all is to study ourselves. In fact, it has been said that studying ourselves provides all the books we need. So this is um, really fascinating to me because I, and I feel the truth in it. Because as we uh, see in others what we don't like, we are recognizing ourselves, what we don't like about ourselves or what we have a fear of or potential of or any of that. 
And what we love about others, we are loving about ourselves, you know. And this is why it always comes back to happiness lies in loving yourself. It totally falls in that department. And I'm always saying that. I'm probably saying it on every single podcast is loving yourself unconditionally. First, you just start with loving yourself. And then you drop the judgment. And then you find out that you are loving yourself unconditionally. Because it's in the judgment that you hold back the unconditional aspect. But when we love ourselves unconditionally, we fill up our own hearts and then we radiate and then we overflow to the world around us. And so that other people too can feel that unconditional love. And it is so scrumptious, so lovely. It allows us to hug the least desirable and to play with the world and to be available and know know ourselves in every person. Basically, we're knowing ourselves in every person and no person gets left out of that. It's such a beautiful place. Mm. I realized before I started my podcast, I only have enough canvas to do one more thing, stretch, stretch one more canvas. I have two to stretch, but that's okay. It's very fascinating to me that I have... um all these canvases ready to paint and I'm curious and wondering like what oh it gives me goosebumps like what am I going to paint on them (laughs) it's so cool Mm. all right so you've got a lot to think about be looking around you for what you're grateful for be looking around you for what's working and be wondering how synchronicity is going to show up in your life today That's a big deal. How will synchronicity show up for you? I love it, love it, love it. Sending you a big hug. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at jemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.